You dig? Y'all welcome, 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 welcome. Fan View Live, Real Fans Talk Sports. Brought to y'all by New Orleans Talk Network. I am one of your hosts, that boyfriend. I got my man, Eric, Eric, Coach Hurricane in via Zoom, baby. What's happening, baby? What's happening? I see you, baby. All on vacation. <laughs> You're taking long vacations all across the world. Coach, how you been? Man, I've been good, man. It's just me and my wife just celebrated our 10-year wedding anniversary. You know, went to Florida on a surprise trip. You know, first time ever without kids, baby. Yeah, Getting baby. Listen, congratulations on your 10-year anniversary, man. I mean, you know, I'm proud of you and your family, man. You know, see y'all doing great things, man. I love to see those things, man. But we back, baby. We back in the building. You know, for people who are tuning in on Facebook, subscribe to the Facebook page. If you're on Facebook, FanView Live. If you're on YouTube, it's FanView Live. If you're on Instagram, it is FanView Live. And obviously, if you're on Twitter, it is FanView Nola. Follow, subscribe to the page. The page is getting bigger each and every week. It's the only sports show, baby. We keep it a band, baby. We keep it a thousand coaching every week about what's going on in the world of sports. No one does it better than us. Yes, sir. But we got much to get into. Must have talked about Coach Hen. Um, we were going to be probably discussing possibly the opportunity of a game seven for the Clippers and Suns. But Chris Paul last night killed that whole narrative. Took the Suns out, took the Clippers out, baby, in six. So, what is your take on the Suns making a the NBA Finals, the f- the first time since what back in what nineteen ninety three, we talking yeah, about some Kevin years, Johnson, baby. We talking almost thirty years, Charles baby. Barkley. Since Charles Barkley, baby, Dan Murray and, and Kevin Johnson, baby, it's been some years, baby. Yeah, yeah. To me, um, we said it on the show uh, after the Suns beat the Lakers. Not great, you know. Granted that you know they wasn't one hundred percent, but hey, that's that's part of the, that's part of the game. Part of the game. Um, you can't, you can't, you can't. Um, knock that opportunity from, from them. But once they beat them, and we said if Chris Paul came back healthy, they was the best team outside of Brooklyn in the um, left in the playoffs. Well, you see what happened. Um, I think yeah. it shows the Clippers are are hit and miss. Clippers are hit and miss. They, they will always make a run because they do have phenomenal three-point shooting. Um, it goes, it go, it gets swept under the radar uh, a lot because of um, they how they blow, how they blow leads. Late games or start bad in right. the series. Um, but uh, with Kawhi not being, with Kawhi not stepping the foot in this series, it was it was theirs to 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 win it, right? Bar none, because even the the games where Chris Paul was out with COVID, Devin Booker had them te- had them up to nothing, right? So. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't trust Paul George to lead the team by himself. I think he's a, he's a great, um, plan B. Uh, but as far as to be like the, the main catalyst to lead it, I, I don't trust him. You know, he, 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 he is what he is. Right. You know, he, he's, he, he's a know, star, he's but he's explosive. not a superstar. Right. He's, he's spot, he's spotty. But when he's on, he's on. You can't take it from you can't take it from him. It's just in certain moments, he's I, I give him like Le, how LeBron was early on in his career. You know, when if if he taking the shot at the end of the game, you know he 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 wasn't confident. Correct. You know he, he'll put it up. But now 
but 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 now LeBron, like, look, he pulling that. Yeah. He, you know, he he pulling it with confidence. If it goes, it goes. If not, you know, he's gonna so lose play another thing. But it shows the importance of a player and a coach when it comes down to Chris Paul. Cause um people don't realize that Chris Paul and Monty Williams are great friends. Monty Williams was actually in Chris Paul's wedding. Mm-hmm. And the trust that they have in each other to lead, to let him do what he does best. And everywhere Chris Paul has been, the team has gotten better. Whether, whether it's when he went to Wake Forest, yep. to when he came to us, when he went to um, Houston, Oklahoma well, City. L.A. You know, the, the guy, you know, he, he, he's, been, he's been a victim of wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, you know whether it was David Stern stopping him from getting traded to to to, to the, the Lakers. Lakers, whether it was day up three three one, and he taught he tears hamstring, whether it's when we playing against uh when we when he was in New Orleans and we are, we're going in for for game six against the Lakers, against the Lakers, yep. and your whole starting lineup gets hurt. Yep. <laughs> you, know, he, you know, he he's all and then all when you have the best team that New Orleans ever had and the GM decides to trade Tyson Chandler, Pedro Sarakovich, and David West all in the same offseason and get nothing in return. The damn Dale Dimps. You know, so it's you know, it was you know, he's always been a victim, a victim of circumstances. Of wrong place, wrong time, and it's it's good to see a good guy. You know, because you know us in New Orleans. Once you play for us, if you do, if you do right by us, we always gonna rock. We all gonna rock with you. You know what I'm saying? And to see him finally, well, this is year fourteen, sixteen, fifteen for him to finally get there. You know, I'm, I'm extremely proud for him. So you know, I have nothing. I have I have nothing but high hopes for him. And I honestly believe that they, especially with Giannis being hurt, I honestly believe that. This is Phoenix championship to lose. I would agree with that, Coach. And I want I want to speak to a lot of the naysayers because it's all over the internet, Coach. And I know you've been on you've been on your anniversary. You probably you probably turned the internet off, baby. But I'm still locked in yes, on sir. the internet. <laughs> and the internet yes, is sir. talking ain't about no, ain't nothing popping over here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the internet is buzzing about how flawed the Suns are getting to the NBA Finals. Talk about how everything has been you no. Know, Look at the when they face the Lakers, AD goes down, and how when they face the when they face the Denver Nuggets, no Jamal Murray, and now when they face the Clippers, there's no Kawhi Leonard. And they're basically making their appearance in the NBA Finals flawed because of the amount of injuries to the star players of those supporting or, or those particular teams. At the end of the day, you don't become flawed by becoming the number two seed in the entire Western Conference. You just don't. You don't become flawed by watching a guy in Devin Booker become an all-star player right here in front of your eyes, becoming a star in front of your eyes. You don't become flawed. You don't become flawed when DeAndre Ayton out here averaging a double-double each and every night for you. You don't become flawed. Hall work, coaching, it is not flawed while the Phoenix Suns are the NBA Finals. We've said it on this show, coaching. There was arguably going into this playoff one of the best teams in the entire league. Going into this, you've alluded to a coach a couple of weeks ago that you probably thought CP3 was probably your MVP to league the way they were playing and what he has done hey. being, the most, being the most valuable player in the league. And it has showed. 
they made the NBA Finals. Chris, Chris Paul, if you had to do it all over again, would definitely win that award, most valuable player of the league. The Phoenix Suns being in the NBA Finals is not flawed, folks. It's hard work. It was great coaching, right place, right time, right group of guys. He's not injured. He, he played. Remember, people forget that he had that Golden State team down 3-2, and he had the hamstring injury, and he couldn't finish that series. People don't understand these things. The Phoenix Suns have earned a ticket to the NBA Finals. Now, if the Phoenix Suns were the seventh seed and, and they had to play the, a two-seed Lakers, then I'd be like, maybe, you know what, this could be kind of, you know, some fluke of magic, but it's not. The Denver Nuggets, they swept the Denver Nuggets. They ain't had no Jamal Murray. No one said they didn't have Jamal Murray when they beat Denver. When they, when, I mean, when they beat Portland. Ain't nobody say that. Ain't nobody say that, well, the, the Clippers didn't have Kawhi Leonard. No one said that when they beat the Utah Jazz. That was not the conversation. Now, all of a sudden, it's the conversation all because the Phoenix Suns and Chris Paul advanced to the NBA Finals. Congratulations to the Phoenix Suns for making the NBA Finals. It's not a fluke, folks. Of why they're well, I, here. I would say this: any coach, any player, anybody who's ever won a championship of any type of mm-hmm. form form will tell you it's three days that go into it: coaching, hard work, and luck. And little luck. <laughs> luck, because uh, no, nah, I and, and we we're not we're not you know crazy. If LeBron and AD is not hurt, it's the Suns not win that game. They, 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 they may not, go not, seven, they, they, they could series. possibly lose. Ain't no possibility. They losing that thing. <laughs> they losing that thing. That's just, that's just keep it, you know, that's what we do. We keep it a band. We keep it a band. If, if Clay Thompson is not hurt for two consecutive years, Phoenix Suns might be where the Portland Trailblazers is. Far as far as going into the playoffs, lo, lower. Nobody said nothing. You know, saying if 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 you're gonna use that analogy, then what about Kawhi winning the championship? It took a it took a miracle three to get past Giannis. Philly, 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 Philly. get past Philly to get past Philly. Yeah, it took like fifty. It took fifty million bounces. <laughs> then you get into. You get into the um, you get to the, the the Warriors, and there's no there's no um, no KD Durant. And, there's and, no and, KD. And, I mean, there's no, no KD. There's no um, no Clay. Clay, and okay, so you you know if you give him credit for winning, then you got you give guys Chris credit. Paul and them credit. credit credit. That's just that's, that's all that's all it is to it. Hey. Ain't nobody sitting here talking about hey Tom Brady lucky, cause you know like like he, they don't they, nobody talking about Tom Brady flawed, cause he took over a team that Jameis Winston had and only had two weapons, and Jameis Winston led the league in passing and touchdowns. He also led the league in interceptions. Right. But you take this, you 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 change the quarterback, and you bring in seven Pro Bowls. <laughs> You bring in seven Pro Bowls and y'all y- y'all y'all win y'all win the ship, you know that's flawed. I would I would say this, and I said it to you and G before. I w- I knew coming into this season, for the, especially for the NBA, that 
whoever won the championship was going to be somebody new. Right. Simply because I don't think people was realizing. these. Let's take the Lakers, for instance. Let's take the Lakers and the Heat. They went through a regular season, got and stopped. The regular season started back up in June. Yeah. Went through a whole playoffs. And in September, they're kicking off a new season. Right. <laughs> Nobody, no, there's no, there's no time for your body to rest. So guys right. like LeBron, AD, you knew, especially AD being as fragile as he is, there's no time for your body to rest, recuperate, and you get back out there in the grind again. You know, eight, you know, seventy plus games plus playoffs. Right. You knew it was gonna happen. All signs were pointing good for. The Suns, they went eight and zero in the bubble. Right. Okay. They didn't lose nobody off of their team, and you add a Chris Paul, Paul, who all he does is win. Right. If the, if if the if uh who was if Memphis doesn't win a game, um in last year in the bubble, the Suns are playing the, the play in game against yeah, right the the uh the Trailblazers. To get to, to see who played the Lakers, right. so uh, this team was has been progressive. Progressive, you know. It so ha- I don't see. I don't see what people were not seeing. Right. I don't see what people was 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 not seeing or not understanding, especially when you have Jamal Murray go down as early as he did. Correct. You know, um, Dallas is in a bad situation uh, simply because um, uh, there's no running mate. For Luka Doncic, Luka, yeah, Kristaps Porzingis is not a. I don't. To me, he's look. not a star, and you know he he has all star caliber potential coaching, um, but he's not a star. And I think Luka Doncic is becoming a superstar in front of our eyes, but he needs a star running mate. And Kristaps Porzingis, to me, is just not. The ability is there, but he just don't. The execution. He's a good. He's a glue player. He's a glue player. He's yeah, glue yeah. Perfect example. Like, he's a glue guy. He, they still need another. They needed yeah. a star there. He could be the third leg because he's a glue guy. He's a glue player. Right. But if you're making him, you're it, trying to get him to play beyond his beyond his expectations, and it, 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 it's difficult. And I get that because again, he was the man know, in New York. Prime example. Right. But well, it, he was a man in New York by default. Correct. Nobody was there. You don't trade the man. With, with, you don't trade, especially in NBA, you don't trade the man without a trade the man. Right. Okay. So that's that's one. Two, I, I compare he he's a more athletic version of Kevin Love. You asking him, and so if you if you asking Porzingis to be Kyrie Irving to LeBron, where he is really Kevin, Kevin Love. Love. Right, you know, if you if you had another guy in there like a C.J. McCollum or somebody that that were like, he could get a quiet twenty, right, and not have to be a splashy twenty and still do what he do, is a whole the the league will be in trouble. Correct. I, but since you counting on him to get, hey, you got to match. If if Luca getting twenty five, you got to at least get twenty twenty four. Yeah. It's too it's too, it's too much to ask. But here's a question I want to ask before we before we switch subjects and we ain't got to spend too much time on this. One. Where do the Clippers go from here? I mean, blow it up. 
to to me to to me I, I say you got because you just gotta blow it up. Ooh. I'm just being I'm just being honest. What you built a team to you know you chase championships. You went and got your guy who was gonna go to who was gonna go to the Lakers with LeBron. <laughs> But he's like, you know what? I won't do it on my own. Right. Okay. You won't do it on my own. I go out and pick the person. I tell you, I personally go say, look. Get Paul uh, George. I can get you championship with Paul George. And the team is 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 null and void. I right. mean, they they the equivalent of what the Saints have been the past couple of years. Great regular season. Give will give you some phenomenal moments, but when when the shit hit the fan, we ain't nowhere to be found. Man, you said blow it so, up, Coach Chen. I don't know about that one. But I you, feel you. I mean, this this is the thing. You, especially since you see how the, we know the trends of the NBA. They found them somebody who's serviceable in Terrence Mann, yeah. a young guy that, that could get buckets. Luke Kennard has has been balling out of control. He showed you why he was the guy he was at Duke. The Pistons wasn't running that type of offense. And he not you can see him like when in a in a modern NBA offense, look a shooter gonna shoot and can take the ball off a dribble. So you got you a young one two punch. Get rid of Paul George. Create some some cap space. Get you some, get you some assets or or some money to go out and sign and build the team from the right way. Now, it's hard to dis- it's, it's hard to disagree with that. I mean, obviously, you keep Kawhi in as best as possible, but to me, I think that you know whatever you can get for Paul George and you can find the right the right supporting cast. Terrence Mann has came alive, and you know that he can pretty much be your two. Luke Kennard could come off the bench. I think if they could. Reggie Jackson, I don't know what that equation there. I don't know if he gets re-signed or he's looking for some sort of – the word is not max contract, but the word would be some – He'll get a vet. He'll get the vet um, – probably vet minimum because he – like, you know, he's still he, – he's just coming back. Yeah. Um, Pat, Pat Beverly, to me, he's bad for the culture. He's bad for the team. Yeah. You know, especially like what he pulled last night, like that. that yeah, like that, to me, that, like that's to be the final. That, that's that's the, the final straw. Like, that's the final straw. That's Look, that's not the team I'm trying be, to. Pull. You can't be associated with me doing bullshit like that. No, I'm just sorry. You got to go. You got to go. Uh, I'm not saying you um, can't play in the NBA, but you got to be off my team, right? Um, Zubac is 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 very serviceable, very very you know very very good. Um, I, I like him. He's not your modern guy, but like, hey, he's like he's a more athletic kind of bulkier version of Zeke. Right. Um, um, Gauskas. Um, and remember, early before the playoffs started, it was a report going around saying Kawhi said that if he don't win <laughs> this year, he trying to get to Miami. Jimmy Buckets, good fit. They got so the right supporting cash down there. You know, so it's like. Good coaching. Your main guy don't want to be there. And he's from L.A. And the worst part, he was sitting in the press box coaching. He ain't sitting on the sideline with the team. He was in the press box. Upstairs. So that let you know that that further lets you know what's, what's the mentality. Further let you know what's he's going on. He's sitting up there with the GM saying, hey, he don't he can't be here no more. He can't, he gotta go. We need 
A, B, and C. Who coming up on a contract? Who can we do a sign of trade with? Mm. I know one thing. To me, it sent all bad vibes when I seen Kawhi Leonard sitting in the press box but not sitting down on the stairs with the teammates. Most time you see an injured player, they typically on the sidelines with the teammates. When you see him sitting upstairs, to me, it just it, it gave me a bad inclination of, you know, does he want to be in L.A.? Obviously, you don't think this team can advance, and I don't think he could think the team could get better. But that's, you know, that's Kawhi Leonard for you. You know what I mean? This is some of the things that he, the things that he's displayed since becoming a superstar. It seems like when he's not winning, he's just not happy. Um, and, again, that's just – I think that we've got to come to the conclusion that this is who Kawhi Leonard is. But moving on, coaching, I want to talk about the Trailblazers right quick. The big time high and Chauncey Billups getting him off the sidelines um, of the Clippers. He was with the Clippers organization. Um, obviously, you've, you've all seen Chauncey Billups play his career. He's been on NBA TV. Um, he's done halftime shows. But recently, his recent stint was on the sidelines with the Clippers and got hired now to become the head coach of the Trailblazers. Do you think this is a good situation or a bad situation for Chauncey Billups coaching his team? I think it's a good opportunity. It's always be a good opportunity when you become a head coach, but it's gonna be a it's a bad, bad situation, situation. because your guy doesn't want to be there. Agreed. Your guy doesn't want to be there. He's trying. He's trying. Like he, and this is what I've noticed, especially ever since LeBron made the move of like you know the decision, and all the superstars started following suit with him. Um. This is a player ran the league. Yes. The player's going to get what they want. The man told you, I want Jason Kidd. All right. This is, and this is no knock to Charles. Right. You know, we, always, <laughs> we, 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 we pulled, we pulled for Charles. Correct. But this, this guy wanted Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd turned right around and said, no, I am not going there. Correct. So, Soon, the like soon as the report came out saying that Charles Billy will be the new head coach of the Portland Trailblazers, he goes on a rant. He doesn't want to be there. It is what it is. Yeah, he on IG live. He he going places in LA. You know, connecting with LeBron and everything else. Yeah, I, I see you. <laughs> and I see and and, and th- look, this is what it is too. This is what I don't think people is realizing. He's looking for an organization that knows how to put people together. Correct. Regardless, regardless, hey, they gonna make they gonna make something shape. They gonna try to make something shape. Now, is who can get the deal done faster? Because it's out of two people right now that's gonna join the Lakers. One of them gonna join the Lakers this offseason. And everybody know who the two are. Russell Wellsbrook. Or Dame uh, Dame Dollar. Or Dame or Dame Dollar. Both of them from L.A., both of them tired of losing. Both of them, hey. I'm what about Ben play, Simmons, uh, baby? Rich Paul, baby. I want to win. I want to win. So it's whoever gets the deal done first is going to be the eye man out. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I feel bad, but that's part of, that's part of being the head coach of a professional team. You know what I'm saying? You feel bad because Chauncey's a good dude, but 
he knew what it what it was when he decided that he want that this is this is the next step in the career that he wanted to take. Correct. And unfortunately, you go into a, a team with that has just two good players and CJ McCullum and in and Dame Little. Dame Little that you gonna go into probably a rebuilding mode with. Yeah. Cause it's po- quite possibly about time the calendar lip the 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 uh, NBA calendar uh, flips and restarts for you, then both of these guys might not be on your team. I, I got to agree, Coach. And I, listen, I think it's a, always going to be a great, good opportunity to become a head coach in the NBA or any opportunity to become a head coach in any profession, whether it's football, basketball, hockey, baseball, you name it, soccer. It doesn't really matter. Track and field, you become the, the, the coach of the team. But it's a, definitely a bad situation. You got your superstar who wants out of the organization, who feels like he has – more great years of basketball to play, but doesn't want to lead those great years with this organization. So you got a superstar who wants to leave. You got a superstar who asked about a certain head coach who didn't want to join this team because of that reason. Uh, looks disgruntled, looks look like a good opportunity, but a bad situation. I think Chauncey Billups becoming the head coach is a great thing. I think he just – and I think sometimes we always say on this show, Coach, you're only as good as your situation. And I don't think he chose the best situation to have the best outcome for him. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge coaching the, the Portland Trailblazers. But the Portland Trailblazers have a superstar who wants out. I always say guys like that should have looked at team. You, you should look at teams that have young superstars who are still playing meaningful basketball in terms of trying to still make a name for themselves. They still – see – when Monty took the Phoenix Sun job, you had two young players in DeAndre Aiden and Devin Booker who were still trying to become all-stars and possible stars in this league. They're putting it all on the floor. They're easy They're easy to coach. Damian Lillard has been a superstar in the NBA for the past four to five seasons now. He already is who he is. Now he's at a place where he's probably communicated with other superstar players that's been in the league and saying to himself, you know what? I'm not going to be the superstar who leaves it all for one organization and the organization can't put enough personnel around me to get to an NBA Finals. I'm not going to leave everything out here for this organization and I can't play for NBA Finals. He signed up to coach that team when that player already had came out right when they lost in the first round and said, what else more else can I do? Everybody known at that point in time, Portland is a bad situation. You know what I mean? It was kind of like when James Harden came out and kind of told everybody that, you know, he didn't want to be in Houston. Everyone kind of knew coaching the Houston Rockets is a bad situation. There's nothing that the next head coach can come in here and really do because you got a star who wants to be out of here. So as much as I love Chauncey Billups and want him to do well, I think he just agreed to a bad situation. Uh, I I would say this, too. Now, what Monty walked into was kind of peculiar because for – one, they drafted DeAndre Ayton his first year. Right. All right. You didn't know what he was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I don't, this, this is just my opinion. Right. This is just my opinion. Like, Devin Booker didn't reach superstar status until this season. To this season, correct. Half in, the, like, like, and that's in the second half of the season. He's always been a scorer. He's correct. always been, like, a score, a score, a score, a score. That's what he. That's what. That's he what is. he does. Yeah. 
and it's a difference between being a scorer and being a superstar. Correct. And if you could you could think about it, like his numbers be better than are better than Trey Young, are better than Luca most of the time. But who do you hear about? You hear about Trey Young and Luka Doncic. Why? Because they're elevating te- a whole a two teams that don't even have a like if like yeah you lose Devin Booker you don't have the Suns don't have a shot but they don't have a shot they don't have a shot not because he's a superstar but because you you losing roughly more than a quarter of your of your yeah you losing losing thir- one third of your scoring correct you know Trey Young on if Trey Young don't play it's like hey the whole team go to meltdown because <laughs> th- th- this is this is also this is your points, but this is also your setup guy. Yep. This is also your decoy. Mm-hmm. Luca is the same way. This mm-hmm. is your points. This is your setup guy. This is your decoy too. Book, you know, say especially since Chris Paul or you know, like now Aiton has to me, Aiton has been the biggest surprise. Correct. Because now he went up against he went now granted, granted AD was hurt. And he only played against him for two games. He never played against 100% of AD. So I can't give him the, the AD matchup. Correct. But he did battle with, with um, Jokic. Jokic. And, yeah, Jokic was still was still putting in work, but he battled with him. He mattered, yeah. You know? And now, granted, it was because it, it, it was just Jokic. Jokic had no damn help out there. You, correct. You know, he, you know he, had, he had more help from the person on 4th Street. <laughs> So you say Michael Porter ain't no help? Snails, you know what I'm saying? The one that's working at Snails, you know, you know, then then he had from his own teammate. You say Michael Porter and, ain't no know, help? And then Zubak, who <laughs> I, that boy belong on Fifth Street. <laughs> he ain't got a fifth street. <laughs> you know, he had one good year. <laughs> you know? But and that's mainly because, you know, the rest of his team ain't ain't been there. Right. You know, so who who's it telling? You know, if Jamal Murdo get help, don't get hurt. You don't know if Michael Porter <laughs> explodes like that. That's just that's just because he don't have them opportunities. That opportunity, that's correct. Just, that's just the facts. That's the facts. Um, Zubac is 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 very is very so. You people forget that like when he got traded from the Lakers, the Lakers took a big dip, and everybody was like, "What? Why did you give up this guy? He wasn't the re- he wasn't he wasn't." One of the issues you don't give up him, and you give him up to the Clippers. You know, right. outside outside of him, the um the alley oop that was just a perfect pass from Crowder. Right. They, you know, he he had a hell of a season. Right. So Aiton and them puts Monty in a better situation. At least he had a score. He had a score. He had a number one overall pick that he could say, hey. This is how we gonna do things. Right. He got the same thing out of AD and our team. Had 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 we not lost that lead, that and game I, three to team. me, that game three. Like, yeah. I, I, and I get it because you was there, you was at the game. Yeah, I was. And I get like, hey, the sense of the arena stuff. But to me, it's like, this is this man' first playoffs. Who gets it right? They first playoffs. It, and again. And you let you let him go. You, they let him go. To me, it was a business decision. You know, just the feeling in that arena you know, but, when, they, when they lost that game. But to me, it, but see, but and this is the reason. It's bad business because now look where he at. Look where he's at, and look where your franchise, I, your franchise at. 
So you who t- tell me who won the, the better who got the better part of the business? Money won that all day. Money won it, now, but I think Money learned so much from that experience of being in New Orleans, um, being fired. Obviously, Money had some tragedy with his wife who had to had, who had the motor vehicle accident. Money has right. been through some things since his departure from New Orleans. And I think it elevated him as a coach. I think he had an opportunity to go coach OKC. And I think he had an opportunity to coach maybe another place prior to getting a head coaching job in Phoenix. He so got a, he, I, want, I, I can't remember what team he was on. I want to say he got a championship ring as a coach. I knew like he was. But he was, he was an assistant coach. I, I knew for sure. I, I, what I do know is that he was in OKC at one point. I think he was in OKC prior to getting a head coaching job in, in, in Phoenix. Um, but obviously, the past few years, the teams that won the NBA Finals were um, the Lakers won it last year, Toronto won it the year before that. Then obviously it was Golden State. Um, but I don't recall him being in Golden State. Um, so maybe it was Toronto. I would probably have to say that because I know OKC he didn't he, he didn't win the NBA. Obviously, he didn't win the NBA Finals there. But man, Monty Williams has come a long way as a head coach, knowing that he's a defensive-minded guy. But I think Monty has also learned from that experience in the Wallace, and he's also listening to his players a little bit more and listening to, you know, what they can do on the floor. Um, so I think he just took a lot, you know, just like just like Nate McMillan in Atlanta. I think he's taking a lot from his experience of being in Indiana and being different places. He's taking those experiences and kind of it helped, you know, graduate him as a head coach. You know what I mean? Sometimes – you don't really get it right all the time in the first location. You know what I mean? Sometimes it does take you going from different locations and what time you get to maybe your second or third location, you're, you're better at doing with your job. I mean, look at, look at Larry Brown. Larry Brown didn't get it. He got he got fitted to the finals, but he got his championship in Detroit. That's kind of how, you know, I, I view it. That's kind of how I see it. That's kind of how, you know, I really look at it. Now, but also look at look at look at the roster though. He went from AI, yeah. Derek Coleman, Aaron McKee to Chauncey Billup, Trayshawn Prince, Richard Hamilton, Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace. She. Yeah, I mean, it, not, it, it, was, look, it was a difference. Now nah, I'm not going to disagree with that. I don't give a damn where he would have went at if you would have that 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 those guys could have been playing for who who never won a championship, who never won a, the Clippers. Don't those guys could have went to the Clippers. And Larry Brown would have paid the coach of the Clippers, they would have won a damn championship. No argument. No disagreement there. <laughs> but I think what I think honestly what what what, he, what they learned was they learned temperament of stars. Yes. Cause because that's what they both had in common. Correct. They had he had eight Monty had A D. Larry Brown had AI. Right. All right. Young stars at that Young, in their prime. Yeah. So now, when they get to a new place, he had Tayshawn Prince and Rip Hounds, and who were the young guys. Correct. Everybody else was with, with veteran established players. veterans. Established veterans, yeah. Chauncey, so like, to, from Antonio McDice coming off the bench to Lindsey Hunters coming off the bench, yeah. Rasheed right. Wallace, yeah. They were all established veterans. And then, now, in my case is, all right, not only am I getting a vet that I know, but also the vet that I trust. And Chris Paul, all right, and you got him, you got him echoing this. Like he, he is, he will forever go down as like one of the greatest point guards to ever play. Yeah, you know, and when you and you got people like 
on your team like a Booker, like a Aiton, who were in middle school watching this guy play for the Pelicans, play for I mean, well, the Hornets, the time. With the Hornets. you know. You know, play, play, and 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 make all these, make these ten all, um, the left, these eleven all stars, these ten all all NBA teams, and so and especially like in basketball, like like it's a different for football in that in that era in that way of I get I can actually see these guys face, and right. I can I can build up some type of relationship with them. Oh, I'm I'm actually playing with him now. Yeah, I'm playing it's, with him. I didn't, I didn't play at his camp. You know what I mean? I didn't play at his camp. Right. You know, I didn't did some AAU stuff. Now he, you know he was visible he there. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now he, oh, he right here with me. He got the respect. I see him out in the offseason with LeBron, with Melo. Right. With, with Dwayne Wade at with, the time. Uh, yeah. Dwayne Wade. You know what I'm saying? I see everybody come to them. When, we, when I go to the All-Star games, when I'm in the, when I was in the Rising Star Challenge, I'm looking at those four guys together with their family. I need to be I need to be like that. I need to be like so that. Yeah, if I'm, it's if something that you want to model. Yeah, everything, everything that the coach is saying, I got no choice but to fall in line. But that brings me to my next point. How salty is Carmelo Anthony? He is the only banana boat boy. <laughs> to not make it to the finals. You got to feel bad if you're mellow. You got to feel bad if you're mellow. You got to feel like you pissed down your leg your whole career. You shouldn't accept that money from New York Knicks when you had a chance to go to John the Miami Heat. You got to feel bad. You got to feel You got to feel pretty damn dumb for your goddamn career. That's how I feel about mellow. But he paid. Or he rich. He rich, baby. He, he rich out of control. He, hey, rich but, hey, rich he with no hallway. He, he, got, he got the second most money. Yeah. Rich with no hallway. And he got the baddest wife out the click. Out the click. Okay, that, that established the difference. Out the click. Now, got no hallway. But he got something to keep him hard at home. <laughs> 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 but listen, Coach Hinton, listen. We got to do. We got to switch gears a little bit now. All right. Got to talk about the pals. See, baby, we still out of a coach, baby. Chauncey Billups is in Portland, baby. Rick Carlisle is in the Indiana, baby. Where do the Pelicans go with their search with their two young stars? Who did they hire, Coach? Who should they hire, Coach? Uh, it's to be honest, it's tough, man. It's real tough. It's it's, it's slim pickings out there. Um, I think you take the unconventional route. I think you take a a guy. Because you know, there's always that you don't know, you don't know the story until they hire, until they, until they run a backstory and stuff. Like, oh, okay, I see why this person was brought on. You, you go find a guy who has a connection with these young kids. Agreed. Can speak their language and also have that type of respect. Now, I, I can't tell you who it was. Chauncey would have been one of them. He's gone. Right. Uh, Jason. Brad King. Stevens is another one. He's in the front he, office. He's been promoted. He's been promoted. It Udoka was asleep. Is a guy that's like that. He well, you see where he's at now. You yeah, have to find yeah. somebody in that type of area that can come in, get the best out of them, and some push people. Forward. 
Some people was talking about Jaquez uh, Vaughn, who, you know, he was fired from Orlando a few years back when he got that type of job. I think he was became an assistant with some with some team. I don't know if it was Milwaukee or if he was with the Nets. The Nets, yeah. Um, some people are talking Nets. about Jaquez Vaughn should be the next head coach of the Pelicans. My pick is actually Sam Cassell. And the only reason why I say Sam Cassell is because the amount of, you know, the, the amount of co- the, the IQ mind of Sam Cassell and plus being around big personalities. People don't understand that Sam Cattell is a three-time NBA champion, two times with the um with the Houston Rockets, and obviously he had that one championship where he was a pretty much a role player, you know, just a fifth fifteenth guy on the team with Boston when they won it in 08. But from that point on, being able to coach the Washington Woods as an assistant head coach, being able to coach in LA with Doc as an assistant head coach when they had Chris Paul and the Blake Griffins and you know, just seeing being being around being coaching personalities. Now being in, in Philadelphia. Being, you know, being an assistant coach, coaching guys like Joel Embiid, you know, being, being, just being around coach, a guy who's coach stars as an assistant coach. I think obviously that the guy that decided to try to hire, he has to have some sort of, the word's not experience, but he has to be an assistant coach who's been around stars. Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, are going to be stars. Brandon Ingram is going to be a star. I think Zion is going to be a superstar. So I think the guy that they're going to hire has to relate. Or Lady, a.k.a. Becky Hammond, if that's a possibility there, had to be able to coach stars. I think, like, to me, this is not a situation. There's, there's no knock against Becky Hammond, honestly. Uh, but she's more fit. Uh, like, she has to go to, like, a veteran-led team. Right. Somebody that like, all right, look, I don't care about image and all that stuff. How's it gonna help me win? How's it gonna help me win? Right. Uh, that uh, I, I don't think a young upstart team is the way. That that's not the way to go. Yeah, she may not be able to relate. I got you. Right. And they and the, and she might be able to relate, but the players are not gonna relate to her. Understandable. Understandable. And to me, and to me, like that's the biggest thing. You have like it was a disconnect. Like I didn't like the Stan Van Gundy hire from the from the from jump. jump from jump. I didn't like but, it from jump. You know, but you know, it, it is what it is. That's that's the that's what was left out there. That's what you got. But you can see the players wasn't buying into what man. I man, we not doing that. No. Um, and and Alvin, that's what I mean. The one thing I could say about Alvin Gentry was the players. Related to him. They're related to him. They just went. If he told him, look, man, go shoot 50. Go shoot 50. Go shoot 50 threes. Don't play no defense. They going to shoot that thing. Yeah. Like my boy I would Joe agree with Hatch. that. They, 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 they were listening to Alvin. They just, they just won't play no defense. <laughs> right. They, they wouldn't play no defense. And then also, but like that's, but you knew that hiring him, that's been Correct. his MO. He does not play defense. defense. He, come, that, like, he come from that Dan Tony tree, baby. We all, yeah, we, but, we all see, go. But think, but think about that. Van Tony has always gone to a place with offensively gifted people. True. And True. he's not gonna play defense, but it's True. like like it's gonna bite me in the butt if I if I have to play defense. But if it's come if it comes to a shootout, you ain't got a shot in hell. Correct. Especially if my guy is on. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. That that, that that's my reason why I, I think Sam Cassell will be a perfect fit. He's been around the NBA circles. Uh, I think he has a good basketball mind. But I think more important, I think he'd be able to relate to these young players in terms of, you know, he's been around other stars in his league. 
He's been around Blake Griffin when he would start. He's been around Chris Paul. He's been around now Joel and B. He's been around Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce when they were stars when they were making their run in Boston. You got to, to me, you get the guy who's been around stars. And to me, all those things are important when you hire the next head coach because you got to re- the reality in the building is that Zion Williamson is a projected superstar the next season or two. Brandon Ingram is an all star player making his way to being becoming a star player. If you can't find a coach who can coach stars and relate to stars, I think you're just making a detriment to your team. In, in the next three or four years, you betrayed both of them because they both want out of here because you're not going to be able to win games and get to, you know, conference championships or possibly NBA finals because eventually that's something that these stars are going to relate to. I think we're getting to an era where star players, young star players, see themselves possibly playing in conference finals or NBA finals. We got to start understanding the fact that LeBron James is not going to be playing basketball the next three to five more years. He's going to be done. The cape is going to be put down. This is open for the taking in terms of, you know, who's going to be the next big thing, who's going to get to the NBA finals, and who's trying to make that trademark for themselves. So I think if you're New Orleans, I think you got to focus on hiring a guy who can coach stars. And to me, Sam Cassell is my fit. If not, then Jason Kidd. You know, to me, I think Chauncey Billy would have been a great hire for this team. Um, but I think David Griffin needs to get it right because what I don't think what New Orleans is going to be fortunate enough to have is since we since since coming to New Orleans, right? When we had Baron Davis in the wash up Jamal Mashburn and Jamal uh, and Jamal McGlure, um, when we got rid of Blake, when we got rid of Baron Davis, we had a fortunate enough to be picking the top five, and we selected Chris Paul. I think at the I think at the fourth pick. Obviously, at that point in time, was building the team. When you trade CP3 to the Clippers, you're fortunate enough to get the first overall pick, and you had a chance to get an opportunity of getting a generational talent, generational talent in Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis wanted out. You trade Anthony Davis to the Lakers. You got fortunate enough again to select a Zion Williamson, who's going to be another generational talent. I don't think if you're going to get fortune's going to fall in your favor again, if you don't get this one right. And the Zion Williamson say, guess what, man? You know, I, I want to join the Heat or whatever the case may be, and you lose this generational talent. And Brandon Ingram wants out the next two, three years. I don't think you're going to be fortunate enough again. I think you're going to end up somewhere like the Cleveland Cavaliers, who's picking very high these draft picks, but they can't get it right. I don't think Zion Williamson is a generational talent. Oh. I'm just being honest. To me, he's a more athletic version of Blake Griffin. I think he's generational talent. It took, it, you can't, you can't, man, generational talent changes the franchise from day one. He is not. He ain't changed his franchise yet. No. Tell me what he do besides don't. He scores. He's just not a good shooter, but he scores. He gets to the paint. You the, that's a generational talent. You got to be able to do it from all levels. I'm not saying he don't have a chance levels. to open his game, but I think he's a generational talent. General, he's not a generational talent. But no, 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 not even close. Generation when you when you mention the word generational talent, you talk about people like LeBron, KD, um, AD. He is not in those cowards. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know what you got in that goddamn um, um, non-generational Michigan Cup right now. First of all, you so disrespectful. That non-generational <laughs> Michigan Cup that you got over there. But, so uh, he he's not just not. I'm not not. 
can he get there? Quite possibly, but when you're a one when you're a one trick pony, it don't work in this league. Ask Giannis. Can nobody can stop him from getting to the rim? But see, when they shut down the rim, when they shut down the lane and force you to shoot, he can't do nothing. The same thing go with with him. First of all, he's undersized for his position. Well, he's because undersized of his, full. because of how he's because of how he's built. He needs to be playing the three, but he don't have the skill set for a three. So you can't. He's not a wing. Nah, he's not a wing. He 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 ain't generation. And this is the difference: generational talent have people running to go play with them. I hadn't seen one person come out and say, I want to play with Zion. People won't run into Cleveland to go play with LeBron. What? They they wouldn't run to the damn city. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> My man, look, LeBron. People were running to Cleveland. People you were can, running to OKC when KD was up. Again, I think if Zion was – people people not running to New Orleans, not basketball-wise. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Obviously, he ain't – you know what I'm saying? He ain't, ain't no generation – I mean, I think Tim Duncan was a heck of a player. Nobody was running to San Antonio. Who? I think Tim Duncan was a heck of a player. Nobody was running to San Antonio. Yeah, because you couldn't run to San Antonio. Greg Popovich, they play that free agent shit. <laughs> I'm going to draft people. I'm going I'm to draft you. You will come up in the, you will come dra- up in the I'm wings. I'm going to draft people. I'm going I'm to I'm draft you. I'm going to stash you. And when I want you, you're going to come. And that, that that's that's been... You got to think, the most he ever spun in free agency was when he re-signed DeMar DeRozan. That's in his whole coaching career. <laughs> this man went sound. He he, he 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 traded for Bruce Bowen for two brown paper bags and a K&B um, <laughs> ad. You know, I mean, you know, that's just, you know, but see, but that, but that, that's a basketball genius who understand, look, it's going, and that's somebody who understands. Look, the organization got my back. I got they got full trust in me and how I'm going to handle my team then, and handle right. their team. Right. That's that's totally different. When I'm when I'm saying, I'll 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 be blunt, honest with you. If you would, if you change Jabra Morant with Zion, you hear you see a whole different stuff. People might actually run to play with that. Do I New Orleans? If John Morant was yeah. in New Orleans? Yeah, people might run to play with that because you're talking about John Morant, Brandon, you got two guys that can score from outside coming in, and the ball is moving. You don't have to stop and say, hey, all right, let's draw Alley. Hey, come on, on a fast break, yeah. Oh, I'm, I got to shoot it this way so it can bounce so he can get a chance for a putback. No. I, I, I will and say with Zion, the ball does stop. Ball. The ball does stop. When the ball finally officially gets to him, the ball stops. It's not – It's not. doesn't mean that he's a bad player. And I'm not saying that he's a right. a only an isolation player, but the ball does stop. You know, it's like you can't – you can't – like, and that's what I mean by one-trick pony. If it's – it's different if he had like Carmelo's skill set. So like the ball stopped when it got to Melo, but Melo could get could get a shot from anywhere. Right. It's just that Melo would stop the ball at the worst time. <laughs> Cause he trying to get his. He's trying to get him, yeah. 
you know what I'm saying? And, and, and that, that was, that was, I think that was Melo's biggest downfall. You know, he was trying to get his. You know, it just, because I just, like, you named some of the teams that we had. You know, from Baron Davis to, you know, what, it was Baron yeah, Davis? Baron Davis, Jamal we, Mashburn, and McGlure them to the Chris Paul, David the David West, CP3, Pedro Stoyakovich era to the, the AD. To Tyson Chandler's and yeah. all. Yeah, but I but see like each one of those teams I can I can remember like keep like I remember when um when it was the year before like we went to the playoffs and then Baron Davis got hurt then he left and he went to go to state because mm-hmm. because agent agent um zero had got a, a contract with Washington and he wanted the same contract and we had. Jamal McGlure, um, PJ Brown, PJ Brown, Jamal Mashburn, Jamal all Mashburn, and um, was it David Wesley? I think it was, it was out of David Wesley or or Mo Peterson. It was one of the two. Mo Mo Pe- no no yeah I want to say what yeah you're right one of the two but we also had the first pick and so. You know, like we had like a, a high, we had a high lottery pick. That's the year that we drafted Chris Paul. Yeah. And Baron Day was like, "Well, look, I'm I'm not, I'm a vet. I'm not dumb. Y'all not gonna y'all not about to give me this money. So I'm gonna go get this money." He went to the Clippers. I mean, go to state. Yeah. And they wind up in the first round against Utah, and this man boomed all over AK-47. Yep. <laughs> I remember that very vividly. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like, like. That was stuff that he was doing with us, but right. nobody got to see it. Being because, in New Orleans, quote yeah. unquote, we small market. Right. You know, people didn't get to see how good David West was. Pager Star Akovich was like Pager Star Akovich came in with a whole bunch of fan film because Sacramento's a small market, but they was rolling. They was rolling, yeah. And they had Webber, Mike Bibbing them, was Doug Christian them, and yeah, um Doug Christian, Jason Williams, and all them stuff. Yeah, they like was getting they, down. Chris <laughs> Webber, Vladdy. Yeah. Um, they but they but and the main reason why people knew who they was was simply because they had the, they was always the last game. Correct. And now Cause, that because of the East Coast. They, they battle with the Lakers in the in, in the conference finals, you know, put them right. guys on the map because they people were if you go back to that era in time, people were like that was a championship game when the Lakers were playing yeah. the Kings. It would granted the Lakers won a championship, but people were like, look, that's the championship, Kings Lakers. But even <laughs> even when like like that was like three years in a row because they had them. Then you had the Trailblazer with uh, Damon Stoudemire, Rasheed, Rasheed Wallace, Wallace and Venus yeah. Yep. Um. Not Zach Brown, Bonzi Wells. Bonzi, Bonzi. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was – so, like, you got to see the growth in players. You don't see our guys grow. You didn't see how good – how special Chris Paul was into the Lakers series. Yeah. True. You didn't – like, we see – we knew how special knew how AD special was, was the whole time. You just couldn't see it. The The nation couldn't see it, but, like, they were like, you look at the stat line, oh, man. Zion came it like had it not been for social media stuff. Yeah, it's Zion different. wouldn't have the following day because think about it. As fans, what do what do what do basketball fans want to see? Shakes, dunks, dunks. That's it. Like if you can shoot, if man, you could. You He's can, the you beneficiary of a social media generation. 
Right. You could sit there and hit 10 threes in the row, and they were like, okay, you hit 10 threes. But let you get two dunks, and, and you blow, and you dunk over somebody, and you lose by 20. They talking about the goddamn dunk. Forget you lost by 20. That's true. I agree with that. So, so who do you have? To, who do you think the Pelicans should hire? Because as a coach, I, my pick is Sam Cassell, but who do you think they should pick? I tell you, I, to me, like, I'm open. Gotcha. As long as, like, my, I, to me, as long as it's somebody young who can relate to these guys, who can get the best out of these guys. I look, I wouldn't be opposed to getting a, like, if, if somebody said, like, hey, Dwayne Wade want to coach or somebody like that, like, I wouldn't be opposed to, to go and get one of those guys. I can argue at that. Least you know, at least you know it's not like, hey, going to get mellow to coach. Yeah, that's you, At least you're getting at least you're getting high IQ guys who can get the best out of people. I, I would agree with that. Now, I do want to get into our last subject here and switch the little gears here, Coach Ian. Um, Got to talk football, baby. We're right around the corner, baby. We in July, baby. It's July 1st. Football is around the corner. One talked about some divisions. One get into some divisions. So by time we get to, we got eight divisions in the NFL. So by time the season starts, we can cover all the divisions, baby. Start off with the AFC. Who do you think comes out of the AFC? Who do you think is the best team in the AFC this year? Well, obviously, people who don't know who the, the AFC East is, we're going to start it off with the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, the New England Patriots, and last but not least, the New York Jets. It's pathetic. <laughs> exactly. Um, who do you think comes out of the AFC East this year? Who wins the division? Buffalo is not even close. Ooh. Not no shot close. to the Dolphins, huh? Dolphins get no love. Uh, uh, Patriots I'm, get no love. I look at team from top to bottom, and, the, and, the, and, and Buffalo has done nothing but get better. Josh Allen has done nothing but improve leaps and bounds. Like his first year, he would just run and he had a cannon for an arm. Accuracy was a, was a horrible, was, was right. his biggest flaw. Right. What he do the next year? He work on accuracy in a COVID year. That all think that was people when you couldn't go out and just hey, I'm going to this gym. Hey, I'm going to this facility. Stuff was all closed down. He made the mental preparation and stuff to fix this part of his game. What, and then what? In, in, in turn, what does the team do? We'll get you some weapons. Another year with Stephon Diggs, who who now I want to make sure I'm saying this right is the best wide receiver in that division. Yes, best wide receiver in that division. You have the best quarterback in that division. Yes, you have the best defense in that division. Your yes. Achilles Hill is pass rush. Well, you went to address some of that in the draft. You still got Tredavious White. Yeah, Michael Hyde. Michael Hyde. Um, I just, to me, the Dolphins don't have enough. Like, Waddle's going to help them return-wise. You, you got you got Will Fuller over there. You still got, you still got Devontae Parker. Yeah, but... But is now you get a full season of, of tour. Can Tua stay healthy? Um, that's the thing. 
Um, now I will say this: I do think the Patriots make it to the playoffs again. Ooh, I think the Patriots make it to the playoffs again. Um, John O. Smith, Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry, um, Lighthouse to the Blind, that receiver. You know, but but see, but like people forget, like this is what this mantra started the the Patriots dynasty. This this like this like this blueprint is what started it. And yeah, sometimes, and you know, you you own a house before. If you if you if you redoing your house, what you do? You tab down to the foundation. Yeah, you build that fucker back up. They going back to the foundation. Yeah, to set it, up for. All right, Cam, you got no excuse now. You got three tight ends. <laughs> No receivers. You got a you got a running back coming back. Who Sony Michelle? You could, huh? It's about Sony Michelle? Yeah, he's solid. You stop. Man, solid. You you forget what he was doing before he got hurt. He's solid. He had a you great know? rookie year, second year kind of underachieved, but overall I, good. I mean, I, he's solid. He's solid. To me, he's no Nick Chubb. He ain't, he ain't to, the counterpart he had at Georgia. He shouldn't have picked to, the old one. To, to me, and this is just this is just my opinion. This is just my opinion. I gave all second year players a pass this year. Simply because what could you work on? You couldn't work on COVID. That. Couldn't work on your game. You could, you know, so, so, been suspended. so, so you pretty much <laughs> had to go rookie year 2.0. Nick Chubb is the beneficiary of being in the backfield Kareem Hunt. <laughs> with a Kareem Hunt. And when you look out wide, you see Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, David Njoku. Austin Hooper. <laughs> Austin, Austin Hooper. But we know and, he, um, Don't you mention that quarterback. Boy? I don't you mention Antonio that quarterback. Call- Antonio Callaway. Don't forget about Donovan Peoples Jones, baby. Michigan, baby. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> Don't forget about it. <laughs> but uh, but the but like I, I like you know I, I hate to say it, but like but I hate to say it, the Jets might be. I mean the um Dolphins might be playing for third place. Ooh, coaching. Ooh. I'm just, I'm, just being, I'm just being real. I don't know. Listen, I think I think uh, I will say this. I do believe, just like you, that Buffalo Bills wouldn't win the division. Um, Stephon Diggs is the best receiver in this division. Obviously, Josh Allen, the best quarterback in this division. To me, the Buffalo Bills got the best D line in football. Um, when you start looking at Mario Addison, you start looking at Vernon Butler, Ed Oliver, Star Tatuale. Um, when you start going through the the D line and obviously the two draft picks in the first and the second round of D lineman out of uh, Miami. And then you get the other one out of Wake Forward, who's a dominant pass rusher. To me, between them and probably the Washington Redskins, they're gonna be competing for to me who got the better defensive line in football. Um, obviously we already know it on the back end with your Davis, White, Michael Hyde. And I think um Tremaine Edwards um yeah. is solid at linebacker. Um but Buffalo wins the division. Now nah, I got the buff. I got the Miami Dolphins coming in second because their defensive front is just a stout. Uh, obviously, Xavier Howard is one of the best corners in the game. Obviously, Byron Jones is athletic, 
He gonna knock some balls down, but he ain't catch no interceptions. He ain't like that. But he's very, very good. And I think what Brian Flores has done with this team defensively, they're gonna be in some mixes. Now, what I think they didn't do is to make themselves more competitive. When you have a young quarterback that's developing, the fastest way to develop him is to get him a running game, baby. I don't know what Brian Flores thinking. I don't know. He he think he got a quarterback who come out and throw the ball forty times a game. That's not Tua. Tua go out here and throw five interceptions in forty attempts if you don't get him a running attack. I don't know what Brian be doing. They went out here and drafted a receiver and Eric Waddle, which again the connection is there. They both played in college together. Understandable. You get Will Fuller. You got Devontae Parker coming back. But goddamn, can you get the guys some running backs? Eventually, when the guys start to struggle, what did he need to go to? He need to go to the running back position to be able to run the ball. Miles Gaskins is not the running back of any future, the present or any future. He's solid. To me, he's just a he's a special teams running back that you're putting in here and trying to make him somebody that he's not. So that's the part I have on Miami not taking the next step. And, and it, leads, it leads it all down to the Patriots. Defensively, you already know what they're going to give you. Dante Howard Tower is coming back. You know Stephon Gilmore is one of the best corners in the game. We already know what they're going to be at defensively, you know, being coached by Bill Belichick. But Cam Newton is still the wild card. They took, they took, they took um, the, the Dolphins' best D lineman in Devon Gotchar. Yeah, exactly. LSU. You go. Um, Listen, we already know what the Patriots are going to be defensively. Obviously, you get, uh, you got uh, John New Smith. You get Hunter Henry in. Um, obviously, from the Chargers, you get John New Smith coming in from, from the Titans. Cam Newton got to perform, baby. Because guess what? If Cam Newton have a string of bad games where he's afforded to be benched, you got a kid who they drafted in the first round at quarterback called Mac Jones. They're going to insert into that lineup. And to me, that, I don't know what, how that may, I don't know how that makes Cam Newton feel. Cam Newton has never yet in his career had somebody who he had to consistently outperform week after week. When he was in Carolina drafted that first overall, you already know he was going to be the starter. You already know he was going to take over the team. This is the first time in his career, baby, where he had some real adversity. We know Jared Stepman with no adversity. You know they weren't about to bench him and say, okay, next week we're going to go with Jared Stepman. Boy, stop this. Uh, this week, forget, this year is a different ball game. Don't forget when he got drafted now, the year before, they had the, the um, Panthers had drafted Jimmy Clauston. And like he, he he looked over his back for a little while, but a little bit, yeah. But J- Jimmy Clausen was still coming in off some high school reputation of being the, the number one prospect in the country going to Notre Dame. Jimmy Clausen wasn't like that at Notre Dame. Jimmy Clausen was still living off his reputation of being the number one quarterback, number one player coming out of high school. He had he looked over his shoulder for 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 about five practices and realized Jimmy Clausen can't play in his league. And sure enough, Jimmy Clausen lasted about two years. It was gone. He looked at he he looked for, he looked at the left a little bit like hey they go Jimmy Clausen and all of a sudden he said you know what don't worry about Jimmy Clausen don't worry about him but Cam Newton for the first time in his career is looking over his shoulders if he goes out here and have anything replicating that performance that he was having last year they gonna put in Mac Jones and I think that the, the the thing Cam Newton need to be aware of is that when they put Mac Jones in they're not coming back to you they gonna come back to you when that guy get injured because at the end of the day. If when they put that kid into the start lineup and they want to start developing him, start seeing what it looks like live, they're not coming back to you. They're going to leave him out there and say, you know what? This is the thing that he got to figure out. That's just my case on, on them. I got the Buffalo Bills winning the division, 
But I got the Miami Dolphins coming in second, baby. I can't look. I'm just telling you with with Dante Hightower coming back. That's the heart and soul they need. Yeah, we agree. We agree. You 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 upgrade your nose position by taking from a division rival in Devon Godshaw. True. That's huge. You still got Stephon Gilmore. Lockdown. A, a full year of getting everything back together. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My I don't I don't see it in Miami because unless unless Tua makes a hell of a jump to where I'm like, if Tua becomes the second best quarterback, like by far in that division, in, yeah, yeah, in this division, I'm like, okay, I change I change it. I changed what I what I thought in the halfway point, but as of right now, I'm just saying I know what they got coming back, and I see what y'all don't have, and you, and the the the, page, the Patriots Achilles heel last year was Russia defense. Correct. They erased that. They erased that with high top coming back and getting the D lineman from Miami. So you get no so you, you get know, no respect to the Jets, baby. No respect to the Jets. You so disrespectful, coaching. I I stopped giving respect to the Jets when they could have did the same damn thing that they did for this goddamn kid that they all that came out of nowhere that they super excited over. They could have did the same damn draft process with Sam Donald, say they had some damn money, and been a legit contender this year. I'm just – I don't understand the Jets. They're like a bunch of kids in the candy factory, man. They see this quarterback prize. Oh, Lord, we got to have him. And then all of a sudden they pick him and they'll put nothing about it around him. You did this – you've been doing this now for the past decade. We could go back from Mark Sanchez to now Sam Donald. You know, now we're talking about, you know, Zach Wilson. I mean, they, they've been doing this since Chad Pennington, baby. Get it together. But it's it's not even – they do it with offensive people pers- personally. So – you sit there like, ooh, Le'Veon Bell is available. We got money. Let's go get him. Let's go get him. We go get Le'Veon Bell. But fuck, we don't have not an offensive line on this side of heaven that can block these boys. They had the Pard Hawks had a better offensive line. You in line? To me, they they just get sexy. They just they get they get caught up in the intangibles and all the measurements. I remember when they took D. Miller. Out of Alabama, all the measurement. You're like, dog. He's a cover two corner. Why are y'all taking somebody who can't play man? Don't worry about it. He ran the four three seven. He gonna get roasted in the league. Sure enough, got roasted. They took Justin Miller one time out of Clemson. Oh yeah, man. You know, he running the four three five. Say, dog. He's not about to work out like that. He's gonna be a slot corner at best. Took him. Yeah, he's gonna be. We're gonna put him next to Revis. This is a bad idea. Sure enough, bad idea. They just get all sexy with. They, it's like they them and the Raiders. I don't know what they be thinking. They just they just pick speed and pick you know intangibles and say we gonna put, put a team here. It doesn't work. They also don't stick with what they do. So like you get you get C.J. Mosley to come back. I give you that. Yeah. You get C.J. Mosley to come back, but man, let's not forget at one time this team on this team they had Sheldon Richardson. Malik Wilson. Williams, David Tomlinson. That was your D line. Three all pros. Okay. You had. You Marcus know who's coaching him, huh? Ty Bowles. Ty Bowles ain't there no more. 
Huh? Ty Bowles was coaching them. Ty Bowles ain't that no more. Yeah. <laughs> you had Marcus May. You had uh, Jamal Adams. Adams. <laughs> but see, again, they got they, they, the team. problem is they got all sexy. Marcus May, Marcus May Jamal Adams. The, the problem it was, is, but and after after that, they just they blew it up. Yeah, they blew it they, up because they went and gave Tremaine Williams all that damn money who couldn't cover a soul from the Rams. Tremaine Johnson. They got all sexy, baby. Yep. <laughs> and you got him, and, and you got rid of Jamal Adams, you got, and now you got rid of Marcus May, who I hope the Saints go get. And Sheldon Richardson, who just signed with a team. You got rid of Leonard Williams for, for, for nothing. And you gave him to your crosstown rival at that. Day. They, and you get rid of fortunate enough he's in a different conference. <laughs> but still, the Giants. You fight the, the this, NFC. This, this New York. You know, man, she. I'm man. Don't fans out. don't like each other? Don't disagree with that. But in different conference, you may not ever see him. I just, the Jets are just. You got to see them around they, town. They just, yeah, it's true. You know, the Jets are just yeah. bad. They just bad. I think they're gonna be picking top five again this year. I don't know who they're gonna select or what they're doing. Um, again, the coach who coached the team and the defensive coordinator, um, for the Forty Nine took the job. Um, I, I, I listen. Zach Wilson look every bit of fourteen years old. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what they got going on up in here. I think it's a disaster waiting to happen. I, I don't really see the Jets with Jets winning two or three games this year. I think it's going to be a lot of bad football going on. I think it's just a bad situation. So I don't have the Jets mounted up to anything. I think everybody play the Jets. So you can just check off your little W for the week. Get your practice on. Get your popcorn ready. Go ahead and put up some stats. Cause this is gonna be one of those games, baby. You play the Jets. Oh yeah, baby. If I'm a receiver, I gotta have a, I gotta have a rack. I gotta have a touchdown. If I'm a quarterback, I throw for 300 yards, at least four, or five touchdowns. I gotta have it. If I'm a running back, I got at least rush for, at least rush for 100. <laughs> stat game, baby. Gotta have it. That's why. I, that's how I see the Jets. Time to pass stats, baby. Unless, unless they, unless they show me something in these first three preseason games, and I'm like, you know what? All right, they might be, they might get you four wins. But as of right now, I see I see maybe two wins. Bottom of the barrel. I see Zach Championship. Wilson. Championship. I see him out there throwing four and five interceptions. His head going to be out there screaming. They got no running back to see their life over there. How you going to get a quarterback with no running back support? They go, they're drafting a kid out of North Carolina. That's going to, you know what I'm saying? Running back is not a high-value position no more. You know, so you don't have to. You know, I don't know, I don't know what the hell. The, I don't know what the hell the damn the, the Steelers was thinking, but um, but you know, you don't have to. You don't have to get a sexy name at running back to do no. You don't do serviceable serviceable things. Um, but hey, this might hey this might be like a method of the madness. You know, you're like hey, because you know Spencer Ratliff was gonna be the number one pick this year, barring any injury or something like that, or some or somebody just coming from Mars. And um and blowing up See, the, the, the draft, you getting they, all they sexy again, baby. Getting sexy again. They, they taking Oklahoma they, quarterback. They like um, potentially will be um drafted number one, and now you can trade out of that spot and and get more and more assets because they already got multiple first round picks coming into this draft. So it might hey it might be a method in the madness. Might be baby, might be, might be. Trade the pick, baby. Get some D linemen. Get something. Get a running back. Do something. Yo. But the Jets. I'm tired of talking about the Jets. Listen, Buffalo Bills. 
win the division. I got the Miami Dolphins seconds, followed by the Patriots. Cam Newton finds a way to get benched somewhere midway through the season, and the Jets are competing for the first overall pick again. I got I got the same one. I got um, Buffalo Bills. I mean, I got the Buffalo Bills being one, Patriots being two, Dolphins being three. And I still – now, look, when I say this now, I still think that there's a good chance that they make the wild card now. Still think there's a good chance that they make the wild card. We'll talk about it a little further. Talked about another on another episode about the Patriots possibly making a wild card or the Dolphins possibly making a wild card. We'll talk about that another episode, baby, because they got other divisions we got to discuss, and there gonna be some other oh, potential yeah. wild card opportunities in these other divisions, like the NFC North. But we we'll get to them later. I see. You know, we will talk about them another time. The Patriots. I said it here first. You said it here first. It's going to be the wild card. Patriots in the wild card. Mac Jones, weighing number 50. Mark that. Starting. Mark it down. And I'm going to say it here right now. Right now. So everybody can hear. Say it here right here, right now. Patriots. So everybody can hear. Patriots in the playoffs. LSU Tigers, 2022 National Champion. That's our show, folks. Welcome, thank you for striving, tuning in to FanView Live, Real Fans, Talk Sports, sponsored by the Morris Talk Network. I'm that boy, Fred. Coach Hurricane Heen. Back at it again, LSU, the national championship. Here we Why go with this. That's our show, folks. And don't you forget it. Subscribe to FanView Live, y'all, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Instagram, please. And if you on Twitter, it's FanView Dola. LSU in the national championship. Y'all got y'all one championship for the decade, baby. Y'all know y'all about to go on a drought. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. I can't say nothing. I will Reigns been in the drought since 97, baby. We, we bad. <laughs> we bad. Y'all been, y'all, y'all been bad since The signing of Urban Meyer, just the, the re-signing of Jim Harbaugh pissed me off. Again. I'm done. See y'all next Thursday, folks. Turn down.